fashion friends and welcome to episode five of Back Row, the fashion podcast that gets under the skin of the fashion industry with me, Neva Donahue. And me, Ellen McDermott. Well, <laughs> I just had a coffee and a matcha in the space of 20 minutes, so I'm a bit like insane oh. right now. Oh, yeah. intense. Intense. How was your week? How was my week? Um, failed my driving test. <laughs> <laughs> That's how my week has been. And not only did I fail my driving test, but I made up a maneuver within the driving test. Uh, let it be known that I've been driving for over two years now, but I he asked me to do a three-pointer and I did it absolutely arseways and uh, failed the test. So. <laughs> I heard that's the lie that you're making up when you actually ran over someone's guinea pig. Oh my God, you know what? I'd almost prefer that because I know I'm a safe driver and to fail me on something like a three-pointer is, is honestly criminal, but... At least, no, I'm very safe. Stop at the stop signs, go in the light is green and all that jazz. Don't knock over any anybody. The bare basics. The bare basics. <laughs> uh, so if you see me rallying around uh, with my L plates on in the next six weeks, it's because I'm desperately trying to get my, my N plates. That actually reminds me, I fa- failed my uh, first driving test. I only did two, to be fair. You know the bit where you're like at a, a T-junction and I, instead of going straight, I was I wanted to go right, but it was only a green light and it wasn't like an arrow right green light, if that makes sense. So you know that you have to like pull up into the box and like wait for a break in the thing. So anyway, that happened to me, but... I pulled up into the box and as I pulled up, I literally got my period, like literally right that second. And I like freaked out and I just was like, oh my God. And then I just stayed in the box. I like literally didn't move. I just like stayed in the box and I was like, and he was like, you can go now. Oh my like, God, what happened? You put It was an immediate fail. Like <gasps> I didn't, like the lights changed twice. But anyway, that was that. And, and I aced the next one. But at least I looked really great as I was failing my test. That's important. <laughs> yeah, you were so glad. You put earrings on for the test. Like what the had a solid outfit on no because there are very intrinsic fashion rules about passing your test you have to wear your hair up high put in as big earrings as you can why the earrings because it shows that they swing when you move your head left to right so the instructor knows that you're like checking your blind spot which evidently I did not do well I did but he just didn't see me swinging enough you know and um, wore all the the bright colors for the pause vibes but look it was all it was all in vain we'll do it next time <laughs> come back to me in six weeks and ask me again if I've failed or passed oh I love it it was a bit of a weird week for the old, uh, the old fashion news this week. First of all, if you are a fan of a sandwich and fashion, you will be you'll be gassed to know that Predamanger unveiled quite an unusual collaboration this week. It's all about supporting its charitable foundation, which tackles like hunger and poverty and homelessness homelessness around the world, but. Predamanger have enlisted the help of London-based designers Richard Quinn, who we love, Irish, Ashish, and Daniel Fletcher. And they were all asked to create a limited edition set of silk scarves inspired oh. by Pret's new summer salads. Woo-hoo. What the hell? <laughs> well, according to the press release, this is to inspire foodies to get well-dressed with its new range. This is the most bizarre thing I've ever heard. While Richard Quinn is designing a scarf based on a Predamanger salad. Yeah, and they're actually they're not terribly terrible. They're not ugly. I want they're not wear terribly one. terrible. They're not terribly terrible. The uh, even the editorial, in, like the 
the lookbook is like quite chic, <laughs> as chic as a salad can be. But they're they're retailing at around thirty pounds from Brett's Shopify, and all proceeds are going to the company's charity, which, as I said, tackles hunger, poverty, and homelessness. So good cause, looks cute. Pick yourself up a salad while you're in there. Get a little oat latte. Pick yourself up a croissant. Boom. I actually really like Pranamaje, I have to say. I know people shit on it all the time, but I actually love it. So do most Irish people, but that's because we're not very classy when we first go over to London and we're like, oh, coffee shop. And then we realize that it's actually like the bottom of the barrel. (laughs) Can you remember any other like weird and wonderful collaborations like that? Apart from last week's Ganny and Shoal orthopedic (laughs) sandal yokes. I'm so shook about it. Oh my God, I almost forgot about them. That's actually perfect. What about when Ben and Jerry did that collab with Nike skateboards? No. What? What's not to love? Ben and Jerry, like the people, Ben and Jerry are kind of a mood. We kind of love them, don't they? They're like activists and just like kind of a mood. We can't forget Supreme have done the weirdest collaborations of all time. Hands down. Do you remember they did the money gun? They've done the brick. I've seen like, I've seen Supreme lighters for like $400. What do you think about the whole Supreme thing? Like the lighters and the brick and like, you know, all that kind of stuff. It's all just part of the hype game, isn't it? Like I absolutely fell down that rabbit hole when I was in my teens, when I was like, I want to be a skater. I love Avril Lavigne. Uh, now I've come to my senses, but I do appreciate Supreme for what it is and the community that it represents. And, uh, you know, it's still a, it's still very much like a cool brand, but I am certainly not one of those people to wait in line for a drop or big into like reselling. It's just not my thing, but I appreciate that. It's other people's things. Uh, surely Crocs have done something like completely weird. You you should know. Yeah, well, Crocs is the first thing I thought of and they've done things like KFC where like they're like little attachments that go in the hole is like a full like drumstick, like chicken drumstick kind of thing. <laughs> you have which it, I would, don't you? you have I it. would so be about that. No, my best Crocs fashion accessory is the beer opener. <laughs> uh, I want to be invited to a party where I'm like, someone's like, oh my God, does anyone have a beer opener? And I'm like, yeah. The weirdest collaboration uh, is the Adidas Simpsons loafer. Do you know the one I'm talking about? The Ned Flanders the Ned thing. Ned Flanders. It was the ugliest thing I've ever seen in my life. Oh my God, really? I loved it. No, it reminded me of a bad version of my old school shoes. What were they called? Dubarry's. It reminded me of Dubarry's. Dubarry's are a mood. Come on. I have a sneaky feeling. I have a sneaky feeling they're going to make it their way back into the fashion sphere. Do you think if if do if Dubes came back with Canterbury Canterbury tracksuit bottoms? Yeah, if they came back, would you wear that? God, imagine they did a comeback. It's so funny, actually. Just just speaking of ball sports, that all it took was for one Irish guy to become an overnight success. Basically, Gash Schwartz would have given me the ick, and now all it takes is for a paparazzi shot of Paul Mescal walking down London in Gash Schwartz for me to be like my ick has been reversed for the first time ever in all of history and ick has been reversed why don't I'll send him a DM and I'll say listen will you just stick on a pair of dudes there he doesn't have Instagram well I'll send Phoebe a message <laughs> to say listen will you just show this to your, to your fella there Paul will you just stick on a pair of dudes and see what happens there we just want to we want to do a social experiment we want to test the waters will dudes be making a comeback in 2022 thanks I think if he put on dupes, people would do it. People would buy dupes. Come here. Did you see Balenciaga this week? I think they are trolling us. No, they're fully taking the piss. But what worries me is that they were trolling us with the triple X massive mahusive runner and then everyone started wearing them. Are people going to start wearing these Converse that look like they've been put through a shredder? So for context, 
This week, the French Fashion House released a new limited run of their very recognizable Paris sneaker. They're 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 lovely. They're quite basic. They come in low profile, high tops, mule runners. Except this time, the trainers come completely destroyed and costs an eye-watering 600 euros. What's the deal? Like, surely there's a reason why they did that. Like, what are the, what's the explanation? Well, according to the brand, right, the new trainer is, and I quote, a retooled classic design which interprets mid-century athleticism and timeless casual wear in black, white, or red with a white rubber sole and toe with distressed canvas and rough edges aff- affecting a pre-worn look. Pre-worn from every single person on the damn population of the planet. <laughs> like, what? Pre-worn. Each, each pair is cut, like literally cut throughout the upper and it has like frayed edges. The tongue is in bits. The lacing is in bits. I'm like, mate, it looks like it looks like a Doberman got the munchies. No, I can't. They're so bad. It's giving derelict by Magatu. They're the shoes that you have in your back garden when you're like going to put something in the shed or something that have been there for about three years. Does anyone else have that in their house? There's like a pair of shoes yeah, outside of that they've been rained on 17 million times. They literally look like every single person on the planet wore them for about seven years and then you got them. It's so funny that you mentioned that because um, I was in hospital two years ago. I was having uh, radiation and I was like really radioactive. No, she was getting boob implants. I was getting boob implants. I could bloody deal with them. Um, <laughs> I was really radioactive and anything that basically came into this like radioactive suite had to be destroyed. Uh, but I only brought one pair of runners or something happened with my trainers. Anyway, they like... They did something to them to make them less radioactive, but they had to put them into um, multiple plastic bags as if plastic is going to stop radiation. But then they were like, leave these outside of your house. Do not put them near a pregnant woman. Because like I didn't want to destroy them at the time because they were nice trainers or whatever. And so I, I had to leave them outside by the shed as my like outdoor shoes for about six months. I wasn't allowed to touch them. We weren't allowed to walk near them. And now they're safe to be my outdoor shoes. So that's the story of my outdoor shoes. Anyway, Balenciaga. They look like that. They they <laughs> they look like Balenciaga runners only pink. Every time you uh, tell me about that radiation thing, I think of that meme with Ned Flanders where he's like green and he's like floating through there. No, that's Mr. Burns. Sorry, Mr. Burns, I mean, sorry. Yeah, I literally look like him. But Balenciaga, you might ask if this is just another publicity stunt, which very well could be. But the brand is saying that the Paris sneakers are meant to be worn for a lifetime and therefore like this is this is them after a lifetime of wears so like on social they, they posted this series of videos where it showed the original Paris sneaker really nice just plain color and then it shows it transitioning into this like new worn Paris sneaker for 600 euro if this is something that you know tickles your fancy there are only 100 pairs available for pre-order so you know you want to you want to better be quick to get those destroyed sneakers <laughs> I really hope these don't become a trend. You'd want to be, you'd want to be mad, wouldn't you? Like six hundred quid. What the things you could do with six hundred quid? You could pay me six hundred quid, and I'll chop up your shoes for you. Shoes is something that I notice first on a person. Is this in? Is this like way back uh, in your dating days, or is no, this with general talking, people? I'm talking right now. Like, if I meet a new person, my my eye line instantly goes to like. Teeth and teeth and feet. <laughs> oh my god! One eye is going up and one eye is going down. Yeah, literally, like splitting. Uh, <laughs> Interesting. Uh, if Interesting I saw somebody one. wearing those shoes, I'd run to the hills, regardless of how much they cost. I would run. 
I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so funny, actually. Shoes are a big thing for me. And then hands. Mm. It's hands and shoes, like I think, actually. Yeah. And then and then I kind of go for minor details like earlobe. Do they have a piercing? <laughs> this kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a reason yeah. why I, I'm now learning why you're single. It's because you are very picky. I'm actually I actually realized that after last night at about I think it was quarter to 2 a.m. when I deleted all my dating apps because I was like I actually just can't do this anymore because I literally was like every single guy they didn't have a chance I was like that guy has one hair going out to the left side I can't do it that guy has a, a tattoo that looks like it was done by a seven-year-old like that guy he like well the toms thing like come on like are we still wearing toms like I know they were like aren't they like they plant a tree for every shoe or something or oh geez I'd rather <laughs> just plant the tree and not buy the toms though no they're so <laughs> bad they're so bad like the fact it's the fashion that I get hung up on it's so annoying like just keep it all black when you're going through your dating profiles is there is there something that like instantly gives you like major it vibes yeah it's yeah, there's a few things and they're all kind of on par, but it's someone who's so I, I definitely I definitely don't like the equivalent of a like a, a basic bitch, whatever that is for a guy. So that's like up to them for the day shoes, the brown dress shoes, that kind of vibes, like the back of the jeans that are like so like they're like scraping off the ground kind of thing. Like they're just like just absolutely just so not the vibe at all. It's not like a flare on a man. Absolutely not, unless you're Harry Styles. And even at that, I'm not even a big fan of him. What? I know. I'm incredibly picky. I'm incredibly picky. Okay, we'll, we'll, we need to come back to you in a little while. What fashion news caught your eye this week? It's not so much fashion news, but more of just a fashion person. And Roshi Murphy's obviously been someone who has incredible clothes and stage clothes and just just general vibe is absolutely just great. And she would be one of those people who would I'd invite to like this imaginary dinner party type of situation. Like I'd love to have her at one of them, like her, you maybe and uh, my grandma and uh, maybe Michael D. Higgins and Kanye West. That is a party. <laughs> but did you see her reel that she posted of all her stage looks? Well, do you know what? Actually, I did because it was on my radar for this week for something for people to go and get an instant serotonin hit because she it was the real one, all of her stage outfits. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, she just has the coolest style. And she like, has the coolest style. Yeah. You know, and sometimes you just need like a palette cleanser with content. Like you just need you just need to see good, joyful content. That is it. So I would like go follow Roshi Murphy like yesterday. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, people probably already do, but like, she's just one of those people that like, you kind of, you kind of just forget about. And then, and then she comes back into your orbit and you're like, oh my God, this, this is the coolest girl on Instagram. But anyway, she was on, I don't know if did you see the Tommy Tiernan show the other week she was on it. She was absolutely fab. Made me fall in love with her all over again. Yeah. I didn't see it, but I'll definitely go and watch it. Definitely go and watch it. It's actually such a great show. Like I love that show. He's so great. Cause obviously he doesn't know who's going, coming on the show. So he doesn't have like questions prepared, but one of the questions that you would ask Roisin Murphy is like, tell me about your style and your clothes because you're so like famous for it. And she kind of brushed over it. I don't I don't think she really thinks of herself as a big fashionista or a fashion icon, but she kind of just it was one of those like classic Irish things. I do it as well. You just kind of like brush over anything, even though you kind of know that it's kind of obvious. But I think she hates to admit that she's she's a bit of a fashionista, you know, I was just going to say it's such an Irishism when somebody gives you a compliment about like how you look or what you're wearing and we, our instant reaction is just like oh I don't I'm not taking that compliment you know and 
just ignore it. I know. But basically, I went into a bit of a dive, deep dive last night when she put up that reel of all her stage looks and one of her looks, which actually caught my eye because I think me and you both have like really, really distinctly separate styles. But this is a brand that the two of us like meet perfectly in the middle. Like it's structured blazers, but it has like your like color tones that you love. It's a guy called Lee Kong Gone. It's exactly where me and you meet. It's structured, like, you know, coordinate suits and blazers, oversized. It's so Roisin Murphy. It's so cool. But basically this guy, he's just finished the London College of Fashion Masters Programme and he's been designing looks for pretty much everyone. He, What happened was Roisin Murphy contacted him personally on his Instagram after she saw a look on this rapper called Burna Boy after the Met Gala and Roisin Murphy, I always thought she had like a team of people that like pulled together all these looks, but she actually reached out to him directly on his own personal Instagram and was like, listen, I really like your stuff. Do you mind like working with me to try to come up with a look for one of my shows? And I actually, that's what kind of, I was in such a hole last night. So I like found all this information out, but I just thought it was like, she loves new and upcoming designers. And like a lot of her work is like, it's big pieces from famous like designers that we already know, but it's like, this guy's like fresh out the gate like he literally had just graduated from his MA in London College of Fashion and like she completely worked with him I just love that that she's supporting like fresh out the gap designers I was in a hole with all her with all her looks last night and I'm just fascinated by her like she would be actually a person that I'd love to get on this podcast in a dream world I would love to get her on this but I don't know if she'd really open up about it you know you're so right though I would love to have her at a dinner party um, what else caught my eye? Guys, if you're not following any of the Central St. Martin's BA or MA fashion Instagram accounts, I would strongly advise going and following them right now if you're into it. They're so fun. I really enjoy it. Like I love waking up every morning and seeing all the like new posts and like the like background of like all each and every designer and like what they're up to and everything and then following each one because they're all getting so big and they're getting so much airtime in like the press and stuff. Throw us one of your favorites there. Well, okay. So there's a girl that I, a Croatian girl that I really like, and she's just finished her BA in Central St. Martins and her Instagram name is Paula underscore Einfeld.m. And basically she's a Croatian girl and she kind of gets any of her, she gets her inspiration from kind of everything. Like, you know, she's, she says sometimes it's bird feathers, sometimes it's literature and it's whatever kind of mood she like you know feels after like seeing or reading something and she is currently really really into like 1950s couture the reason why I really like her so much is one obviously she's a she's a talent she's so cool and she gives like very gothic uh, Vivian Westwood vibes but like it's her own take as well like you can it's it is very 1950s couture but it's so fun and so in at the moment but she just got the alexander mcqueen uh Sarabon scholar oh is that how you scholarship yeah. Scholar. yeah um which is great because that really helps designers financially and also it introduces them to like you know big names in the industry like she said she was like chatting to um Kim Jones and stuff. I was about to say Kim Jong Un for a second. Oh my, <laughs> different Kim. Uh, the Sarah Band is essentially um, like a charitable trust set up by Alexander McQueen, and it gives a space for young designers to work in. It offers like huge networking opportunities and gives them funds towards making their collections. So it's it's an incredible like to to get that straight straight out of college is an 
insane. I know. Yeah. It's actually, it's just so fun to see all these new designers like coming out the gap. And I'm like, they're all so different. They're really pushing the boundaries. And like, it really made me think about this quote, you know, Amiri, that brand run by um, Mike Amiri. There was a tweet that he said, and he said, the best brands coming out now, now started with no resources out of basements and garages. Empires are being built and disrupting the entire system. Just keep moving forward and watch the magic happen. And I'm kind of like, yeah, like at the moment, the most exciting designers for me are the ones that are like coming straight out. Like I keep saying straight out the gap, but it's true compared to like the bigger brands. Like we just spoke about Balenciaga doing sneakers that have looked like they've been put through a shredder. That doesn't excite me. Like it's the, it's the, this Paula girl from Croatia that is like doing really cool stuff with those kind of people. Yeah. They're not only creating a brand, they're creating like a vibe. They're creating a vibe. Yeah, exactly. Sometimes when I look at these like young designers, I kind of think, did do they have like a, not to be all hashtag Julia Fox, but like, did they have a muse? Cause it's so like, it's like, I can see, almost see a person when I'm like sieving through all their collections. I can see the type of person who would wear this. So I do wonder, do you think we'll, we'll be anybody's muse any day? Oh, listen, I can't even get an invite to like the regular style awards over here. I don't think I'm going to be anybody's muse anytime soon. <laughs> <laughs> I went down a very long rabbit hole. Um, so there was a show on the last few months on RT called The Way We Were. And it was all about like how life was in Ireland back in the 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s and so on. And each week was like a team and they had a fashion one. And it was so great to see like parts of Dublin City and Ireland, like back in the heyday of like when people used to get super dressed up just to go out and get their fresh eggs and fresh milk and all that. But it made me think about like those really standout historic moments in Irish fashion that, well, whether they spark joy or make your skin crawl. (laughs) The big Irish fashion moment for me was Samantha Mumba in that music video where she's wearing the pink boob tube. You know, the music video, she's like, I'm going to tell you, but it wouldn't be right if If I didn't didn't yeah, love that it. That pink corset, I'm telling you right now, she's ahead of her time. Jean Byrne, RTE weather girl. She always nailed the looks before she retired. Yeah. Do you, do you remember her? She, she'd come on in with the silver spangly dress. She'd come on with the leather dress. She was a mood. She was a mood. She was an absolute mood. And what's her face with the choker? Yeah, Miriam McCallaghan. Miriam McCallum with the choker on prime time. That was the most iconic thing. They sold out of Claire's. They literally Claire's sold out of chokers. The choker that you'd get when you're on a Spanish holiday. Fully. Um, I think anything on Fade Street deserves a shout out. Those were iconic looks. And also, lest we forget off the rails. Here, can we bring back off the rails? I low-key want to. Okay, we're doing a fashion Oscars, back row fashion Oscars, and we're doing our own off the rails. Okay, you heard it here first. I'm, I'm manifesting. Imagine me judging things and Crocs. Anyway, come on. You've no, you've no legitimacy judging anything with the, the look of you. After watching the program, I was like, oh, what other kind of like iconic fashion moments were there? Do you remember reading about the time when all the supermodels came over to Dublin for a fashion show? No. It was basically like the most glamorous fashion show ever to be held in the, the Green Isle of Ireland. It was in 1996 and basically... Oh, we're talking OG supermodels. We're talking OG supermodels. Naomi Campbell, Christy Turlington, Eva Herzegovia, Kay Moss, Yasmin Laban, Helena Christensen. They were all there in Dublin for what? an event at the point presented by Pat Kenny. Oh my God. Pat Kenny. 
And entertainment on the night was provided by Boyzone and uh, Eternal. Do you remember Eternal? But anyway, it was all it was all in for um, to benefit charities. I think it was the the ISPCC Children of Chernobyl with Aidy Roach and one or two others. But it got me thinking. It got me thinking of like, what were there ever any kind of like Irish international supermodels that had that much of an impact the way that like the OG nineties supermodels have? You know, like does anybody spring to mind? I feel like no. That's exactly what I thought. And then I went digging. Oh my gosh. So there's another fashion powerhouse that the history books have kind of forgot about. And that's Dublin born and bred, Ali Dunn. What? Who is this girl? Ali Dunn was dubbed the iconic model of the 80s. Wait, okay, you need to give me more information. So she was uh, born and reared in Dublin. Um, she was scouted at a very early age. And by the time she was 13, she'd already been signed up to multiple agencies in New York, London and Paris. And she was also represented here in Ireland by Rebecca Morgan, who's the managing director of Morgan, the agency. Um, but she basically was one of the world's top models in the late 80s and early 90s and was famed as one of the last big names of like the golden era of modeling. What? This is so bizarre. How do we not know about this person? I know. And is she still bar- alive? Still alive. There's barely a trace about her on the internet. So I really had to go digging here. But basically over the span of her, I think it was two decades long career, she walked in shows for Valentino, Chanel, Moschino, and Klein. Uh, she featured in thousands of editorials and catalogues alongside models like Tatiana Patitz and Carla Brunei. Um, she modeled for everyone from Le Fessiel, Vogue, WWD. She was in catalogues for Saks, Bloomingdale's, Nordstrom, like you... Name, she was like the top dog and her striking features are what made her like a particular favorite with like Italian and French designers. Okay. Like what? Especially Carl. Oh. Yeah. She was basically a muse for Carl at Chanel in the 80s and 90s. And she walked for pretty much all of his seasons between 87 and the early 90s. Um, And if you look at photos of her, I'm definitely going to share all these photos on Insta because she's just amazing. She kind of resembles like Inez de la Fersage in ways with her like she's super high set cheekbones, like really dark hair. She has these like gangly limbs, but she's just she she's perfection like she's so beautiful and tall uh she was six foot um she had like the longest slender neck and decolletage i've ever seen on a woman she just looked so amazing um still alive by the way we'll get to that in a minute and um she was famed for having this like striking these this striking head of curls you know big and bold and not like not tamed and not necessarily high fashion and she would like she'd prance down the runway and like throw her hair from side to side like she was definitely she she was definitely wasn't a cancer like she was probably like she gives me a scorpio she gives me pisces she gives me pisces oh interesting okay 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 so how how i got back to the 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 program on rte was that in 1998 she won an award in ireland uh for best model at the inaugural Satsenbrau Fashion Oscars so it's funny that you mention Oscars because Ireland already has a Fashion Oscars How long did that run for? Was that like just one off? I only I only found a clip from the first one uh, and I haven't found any evidence of any other so I reckon me and you should bring back the Satsenbrau Fashion Oscars <laughs> Yeah but back row Fashion Oscars Oh my god yeah, let's do it so funny That's so weird I, Irish people forget about Like I think when people think Irish fashion They think of the damn Kilkenny shop Or whatever it's called But like Caramel Snow mm. One of the most famous Editor-in-chiefs of all time In the globe You're talking more famous Than Anna Wintour She was from Dockey 
she was the editor in chief of Harper's Bazaar US for I think from the from the 30s, 1930s to 1950s. And she was pivotal in fashion globally. Like, and she's literally from Docky. Like, it's so mad, like how we don't talk about that. We have to just bring them back into the conversations, I suppose. Um, so naturally, after discovering Ali Dawn, I had to look up every single image that she was ever in. The fact that she was photographed by Horst V. Horst, Francois Hallard, Helmut Newton. George Holtz and Arthur Elgort. Like she was photographed by the cream of the crop of iconic fashion photographers. But if you're wondering what she's doing now and where in the world she is, she is currently living in Malibu, California. She's a very successful real estate broker for the very rich people in the world. And she's also an astrologer and spiritual teacher. And that is what she does now. And she's absolutely stunning. And no doubt she could literally walk back onto a runway if she wanted to. Oh my God, Ali, give us a gaff there, would you? Give us a gaff there, Ali. But also um, tell me about your, your fashion life, Ali. Because it seems there is like a big gap in her story where she she left the fashion industry. And I want to know about that. Yeah. I want to know if that was during like the late 90s when everything was very, or well, in the 80s as well, when everything was very toxic, very focused on body issues and super skinny appearances. And maybe it was like, you know, she didn't want to segue into something that was unhealthy. Maybe she just thought it was too toxic and wanted to get away. We know that fashion industry back then was like encased in loads of drugs and alcohol who knows? I would love to know more, especially considering she was basically one of our biggest fashion model exports, probably of all time. Okay, we'll give her a icon of the decade award uh, at our fashion show. Irish icon award goes to Ali Dunn, definitely. Okay. We'll, we'll Congratulations, see, uh, Ali Dunn. We'll see you in the Berkeley Hotel for the big uh, glittering <laughs> gala at the end of the year. <laughs> You mentioned it earlier. Oh I just God. want to pick your brains. Oh God. What gives you the fashion ache? Give me your top line. What is it? Okay. There's a few, but it is up to Dublin for the day. Jeans and shoes, obviously, because that's a given. No offense, but obviously take all offense because they need to be on the bin. Um, then wearing ga jerseys, not at a ga match. But you don't want to show your pride for your county. Absolutely not. I don't even understand <laughs> that sport, to be honest. Uh, you know the like um the boots that were trend the uh like years ago and they're very like low violent boots on a male and they like they're like they kind of look like piratey shoes or something. Do you know, do you know what I'm talking about? They have like a rounded toe and they're very loose at the top. They're loose at the top. Yeah, oh, gross. Yeah. The reason I ask is because this week on the old Instagram we have put up some stories and we would love to hear from you, our listeners, whoever you are out there, on what your fashion ink is, whether it's dating related, like. Ellen or whether it's just there's something that your partner does there's something that you do that gives somebody else the ache but it's also fashion fails because it's also fashion fails because so basically at the weekend I was with all my mates and uh, we're drinking tequila for about 12 hours but we were all swapping (laughs) fashion fails and like just like disasters that we've had and I actually am lolling because I've already written in after I've posted the stories about like condensing the story into like a couple of sentences and they're so funny. But basically it's just like, I have so many personal ones that could fill a 50 minute podcast as well. It's just like random stories like where like I won't pee my pants outside the National Aquatic Center. I'll tell you next week. And it's the funniest story. I literally like, I was the Venn diagram of still peeing your pants and 
basically I was way, way too old to be peeing my pants outside the National Aquatic Centre. But basically it's just funny stories that are fashion related. There's, I can't, the stories that we've already heard, they're so funny. So I can't wait to share them next week. Well, I give you one of mine. Okay, so I was about 17. I was playing a football game because, like I said, I played ball sports, believe yeah. it or not. And uh, I was very conscious of, like, I'm quite petite and flat-chested, mm-hmm. big ears, big nose. I'm very out of proportions altogether. But uh, I used to put my... I used to put chicken fillets into my sports bra. <laughs> and uh, obviously not ideal when you're playing a football game. <laughs> and my jersey was, like, red and black. So, like, it, it smoothed in perfectly. It didn't look like I had, like, these big, massive, like, boobs underneath. It was perfect. And somebody tackled me really hard and the chicken fillet flew out of the football jersey onto the pitch and the ref stopped the game, stopped the fucking game. Oh my God. Blew her whistle, went over to the chicken fillet, held it up and was like, who owns this? Stop. And I, I, to this day, I've cold sweat running down my back. I would never forgot the embarrassment and I had to go over and claim it as mine. How old are you? I can't, I actually can't. 17. Not that long ago. <laughs> I actually have clammy hands just thinking about it. To be oh honest, oh my god, I have so I have so many of them. This is gonna be gas. I'm looking forward to hearing yours and hearing uh, what other people have to say. Um, but listen, who are what's on your radar this week? I know you gave us some juicy instas to follow with some um, upcoming talent. But uh, anything else that you wanna you wanna share with the group? Um, anything else I wanna share with the group? There's one thing that just disgusted me: the fact that the Cartier crash watch I don't know if you know it it's the one that's inspired by Salvador Dali sold for 1.65 million no I did not even see this yeah it's the like most expensive watch basically on the planet now and it's the so it's the imagine like a a normal kind of oval shaped Cartier watch but it's like inspired by Salvador Dali so it's all kind of like wonky kind of like Salvador Dali it looks like it's melting yeah basically what happened was Kanye put up a photo on like Twitter or Instagram or something basically just of his wrist with that watch on it and then all of a sudden all the hype beasts got on it then another one was spotted in Tyler the Creator's music video and then since then it's just been like getting more pricey and more pricey on resale and I was just like one point Six five million for a damn watch, like I just, oh my God. I can't like. And as well as that, the Andy Warhol Marilyn painting that sold lit this week as well. I think it sold for one hundred and ninety five million at a Christie's auction. What? Yeah, did you not see it? No, I didn't see that. You know the really famous Warhol painting of yeah. Marilyn, and she has like the blue eyeliner, like the blue um looks like Lids. eyeshadow, yeah, yeah, and blue in the background and vibrant hair and red lips. Yeah, well, that sold for one hundred ninety-five million to um to a Swiss dealer during the week. I, I just, where is this kind of money coming from? What are we yeah. doing wrong in life? What are we doing I, wrong that we don't own Warhols and Cartier? I know. I don't know if I I'd want something that expensive though. Like I, I've actually, I've, uh, I, like I get most of my jewelry is hand-me-downs. Like I, my dad's side of the family are, are uh, just got, had really nice jewelry and like didn't want it. And I've just gotten like random few bits, but there's a watch that my dad got my mom in the early nineties and it's a Gucci watch. And I am afraid to wear it out because it's so cool and they don't make it anymore, but it's basically a watch that you can change the face colors of the watch. And it's just like to say, is that the one that came with all the different colors, like the circular circular little lids and you kind of just like slot them over yeah it's so cool but I'm afraid to wear it out but it's like it's the coolest thing I own you know for pieces like that I feel like you shouldn't feel 
afraid to wear it something like that has so much sentimental value and like and joy associated with it yeah that like I'd almost feel like it would it would just make me happier to be to have to like to be able to wear something like that but I also totally see that you don't want to get it destroyed and you, you wouldn't want to damage it either so like maybe keep it for you know special occasions a rainy day what's on your radar this week well first of all I'm very excited for Cannes Film Festival next week and lovely yeah. and a little bit of glitz and glam yeah I feel like Bella Hadid always nails those outfits you know that influencer Leonie Ham. I feel like she's going to absolutely bring it big this year. I'm not big on the influencer game. Like I really, I follow like three influencers, and I, I just don't really. I'm not big on the influencer game. Leonie Han is is more than just an influencer now. She's she's gone into like the mega stratosphere space of influencing because okay. she's gone from like one million followers to over to almost four and a half million followers in like two years. Oh my god! And she is dressed by all of the couture houses. You name it, she is dressed by them. And basically, she does collaborations with like one off couture pieces, and they're they're just they're pure fantasy gowns they're completely inappropriate for sitting standing walking eating Mm. they're just for the picture and to look at and she she basically works very closely with her boyfriend who is a fantastic videographer she's kind of nailed the tiktok formula and the reels formula she does all these outfit changes yes it's a bit repetitive gets a bit boring after a while yeah but the fashion is just it's fantasy and that's kind of what i want after like a week of a week of hard news and a week of the sameness on Instagram. I want something that like just makes me like, oh, that's fabulous. I want to, and it's the aspirational kind of angle to it as well. I bloody want to look that fabulous. So I'm looking forward to that. I also just ordered my copy of Angela Scanlon's debut book, Joyride, which fun. officially launched yesterday, May 12th. That's so fun. She's a bit of a fashion mood as well. She has great style. Angela is on my personal mood board. I absolutely, she is one person who just personifies joy in her dressing in her in in all aspects of her life she puts everything into her like personal style she doesn't follow trends I don't want to say like she sets the trend she doesn't she doesn't buy into like trends you'll see something on Angela a, a year before you'll see it in, in the shops you know what I mean she always she wears what she feels comfortable in she knows yeah. her she knows what looks good on her body she understands her proportions really well. She knows how to wear color, which I think exactly as you as we get older, I think what I've well, what I've learned is that maybe people shy away from color, especially mm-hmm. when you get it like you leave your 20s, go into your 30s and your 40s. But she embraces every single shade on that rainbow and it just works on her and it makes me want to experiment more. It makes me want to like just feel a bit more happier in my dressing. I actually really enjoyed her pregnancy fashion. Like when she was doing the show, her talk show, I yeah. really enjoyed all the dresses and stuff she was wearing on that. So like her and Rihanna up there with the two best dressed pregnancy people. A hundred percent. And also she wears things that are not like outside the limitations of like what you could afford. Yeah, yeah. You know, some of the brands are like um, Scandi brands that might range Rotate, for like- Rotate, Ghani, those kind of vibes. Rotate, yeah. Ghani, um, a couple of more like- more indie brands you know not like mad price tags so it's like stuff that you could actually you know put a few bob by if you had an occasion coming up you know she just she knows how to like put an outfit together really well but what I really love about her is her ability to accessorize and she always has jingle jangle earrings and bracelets and her rings are fabulous and actually she recently launched her own jewelry line called Freckle 
Yes, I saw this. I actually really want to get my hands on some. It's the necklaces for me. Yeah, so she does like super thick. Actually, she does a variety of like thick necklaces, delicate um, pearls. Um, She does these really lovely earrings, just regular gold earrings. I think she is bringing in silver as well. But the whole idea is you wear, you build up your own different charms. But the charms aren't like, they're not naff. They're super chic. Everything has like a meaning and like um, everything has like an attachment to Angela in some way. And it's pieces that like she actually wants to wear, which like makes me want to wear them too. Because like, yeah, I do see her style. I'm like, oh, she looks cool. I want to, I want to look like that. I want to like feel cool like that. And it's a really nice price point as well. I think necklaces are around like the hundred mark. So it's, it's a real nice, like treat me moment. Or if you wanted to gift some to your friends, but yeah, I think she just has class style and the back to the book. So the book Joyrider, again, everything about her life is very much like joy driven and like color and and like pack a punch and even if you look at her book cover it's so colorful and vibrant it's very much like a reflection of like her personality Mm. and it's all about practicing gratitude and how gratitude can kind of like help you get the life you want and I am down for that party amen sister retweet Amen. Retweet. I'm really into that. In Angela's own words, it is a guide to tapping into your own natural super resource of joy. And you know what? I think we could all do with a little bit more joy in our lives at the minute. Absolutely. Isn't Mercury in retrograde at the moment? Mercury is in retrograde. Hold on to your knickers. Hold on to your loved ones. (laughs) (laughs) Tell people you love them because you're going to end up fighting with them next week. Um, I'm really excited to hear everybody's fashion aches and um, fashion failures next week. And uh, yeah, hope you have a nice week, pal. And I'll um, I'll chat to you soon. Okay, chat to you soon, gal. Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>